Go for Instagram. Go for YouTube. Instagram's done it to me again. Hang on, friends. What is going on with the Instagram machine? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. We got this. We got this. Come on, Instagram. You're never the one who fails me, except when you fail me. Live. Go live. Check in connection. Go for Instagram. Go for Adobe Audition. Go for the Toronto Beer Podcast with me, your host, with a slightly damaged chin tonight if you're watching on the... uh, on the videos. Let me turn down my light. I'm awfully hot here. Make it a little bit more manageable. That's a bit better. I've got this ring light and on a Sunday morning, it's so sunny at that window. I've really got to get that ring light cooking. Maybe I can warm it up a little too. What if we go, uh, what if we go this? That's a different one. That's a bit, that's bad. Yeah, we'll go with that. Oh, hey, everyone's arriving. Hello, Media Podcast. Hello, Anthony. Hello, somebody on YouTube. I was a little worried after being warned by a longtime listener, first-time caller, Bjorn Abozo, that uh, he was going to probably take a pass on the live record tonight because of, of course, the Montreal Canadiens. Habitants Canadiens are in Game 1 of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Last Canadian team to lift the cup. Bless their souls. And they're angling to do it again. Canada's team is what they tell me. I said, what sport? No, I knew what sport. But I'm not paying any attention. Some people in Toronto say, I stopped paying attention when the Leafs got out of the playoffs. I stopped paying attention a couple years ago, to be honest with you. I love hockey. I play hockey. But watching it, man, it's just unfulfilling these days. Anyway, editorializing over. Yeah, I was mentioning my chin. If you're watching on the videos, it's more evident on uh, YouTube, it looks like, than on Instagram. I cut myself shaving. It's one of the risks. Shaving with a straight razor. A, when you cut yourself, it tends to be a little bit more dramatic. (laughs) And B, like what happened when I was shaving yesterday, I I really had a nice soak. My, my, my whiskers were very supple. And I, I must have stropped the blade just so that day yesterday. And it was really just one of the smoothest, most resistance-free shaves I'd had in a while. Hello, Jake. And uh, everything was going great, and I think I just got a little cocky, and my chin is the uh, penultimate place I shave. I, I start with my neck. And then I do my right cheek, and then I do my left cheek, and then I do my chin, and then I do my old tash. I actually took a photo with the mustache still attached, comparing it to my son's. My nearly 13-year-old son has quite a wispy little mustache coming in. It's very sweet. Uh, anyway, I think by the time I got to my chin, I was feeling pretty cocky, and uh, I, uh, I knifed into my chin. And then I I wasn't like pouring blood, but you know, when you're, I don't know if you know, but if you shave your face or your legs, it's probably the exact same effect. Uh, Although your, your face tends to bleed a little bit more than your legs do. Um, But uh, also with all the moisture, the water from the process, blood just was everywhere. And my daughter was having a bath and I turned to her and said, do you think this is why Ben doesn't like to shave? And there was like blood 
flowing down my chin and down my neck. And she made the most adorable, disgusted face. It really, really tickled me. I'm that kind of a dad, apparently. Anyway, uh, hey, how are you guys doing? Happy Pride. This past weekend would have been the Pride Parade, but for a global pandemic that's canceled twice. R2-D2 is talking over my shoulder. That's my printer. A little bit late because I had to figure out how to print out a very persnickety PDF from my wife. But we got there in the end. Illustrator turned out to be the secret sauce for the one tricky page. That one page that just did not want to... It made the whole document unable to save. I opened them individually as pages. All of the other nine were fine, but page seven was not having it. But I tricked it by opening it in Adobe Illustrator, and then tickety-boo, off we went. Anyway, that's why my printer's talking. Shortly, my refrigerator will probably turn on, because I sure haven't unplugged that. Because when have I done that? Not in, like, years. Anyway, pride this past weekend. That's a fun weekend, and it was a very nice weekend. Bit, a little inclement on Friday into Saturday, but nice otherwise. And then, did you get out today? It was a good day to sit on the beach. It was not a great day to be working, but I try not to complain about the weather. Um, benefits of today, uh, I sure sweat a lot of calories out, uh, so that I, I enjoyed that. Uh, also, at no point today did I find myself feeling chilled, so that was nice. Anyway, hey, let's have a drink. I gotta tell you, on Friday, yeah, it was Friday because I was getting poured down with rain on my bike and I didn't have my wet weather gear. And at that point, I just didn't care. Swung by Rorschach on the way home, picked up some cans for the weekend, just for me, just apropos of nothing. And then uh, yesterday I was thinking, oh, I don't have a beer for the pot. And I opened up the old icebox and I thought, oh, you know what? I was talking about this, uh, liking Rorschach a lot and and... Uh, how undervalued I'd done it. No, overlooked I'd left them. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. We're drinking uh, this bad boy from Rorschach tonight. This is Master Status. A little hard to see on the YouTube camera. You can see it on the Instagram camera. And if you're listening on your headphones, well, give this a listen. Ah. You always, do you always go, ah, when you open a can like that? I think I always do. It's kind of cute. Let's get the uh, the pour for the good people watching. Oh, look at that. Oh, that is the clarity I like in my IPAs, which is to say it's not quite orange juice, but it's pretty close. It's pretty close. Yellowy, orangish, bit of a soapy head, opaque. But I mean, if you look at the edges at the bottom, there is a little bit of clarity. It's not completely milky. It's it's just very hazy. It's a hazy boy. And you got to spell that B-O-I. I hope you know that. So what do we got here? So uh, what do we know about it? I don't want to look too much at the can, but it is a double dry hopped IPA clocking in. At 6% alcohol. Sounds about right to me. Oh, hey, there's my buddy Lee. Haven't seen you in ages, Lee. How you going? Uh, what do we got on the nose? Good question. One way to find out. Hmm. I had this one earlier. Not today. A couple of days ago. Well, shorter than since last Friday. Probably on Saturday. Maybe on Friday. 
I didn't pay too, too much attention. Getting some real berry notes, maybe a bit of strawberry, definitely some citrus. Could be like orange juicy. Uh, something kind of floral. Hmm. Let's take a sip, see what we see. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I assume there's like some mosaic up in there. Really nice red berry taste. Not super strawberry on the palate. Also now some evergreen, a little piney, a lot piney, now that I say that. Pineapple, not related to pine, but has the word in the name. That's a little confusing. I feel like, have you seen, uh, uh, oh, what's the Christopher Guest movie about dogs? Best in show. <laughs> Christopher Guest's character as a child just liked to, li liked to list nuts. And I'd say peanut, walnut, macadamia nut, pine nut, which is the name of a town and also a nut. Little did he know, pine nuts, not a nut, they're a seed. Anyway, what was I saying? Oh yeah, pine and pineapple. Not related, the tastes aren't similar, don't worry, just that's the order that I came across them. Some pineapple in there, some tropical-y notes, maybe a touch of mango? Yeah, and it's a little green. It could be some mango in there. I mean, what I'm really describing here is sort of like the who's who of East Coast IPAs. Citrusy, check. Orange juicy, specifically, yeah, for sure. Little floral, definitely. Pineapple, definitely. Pine, you bet. Strawberries, maybe. What was the other thing I said? Mango, maybe a little. Interesting thinking, as I'm drinking, And I have some little baby hairs sticking out. Hmm. Got to talk to hair and makeup before I go live next time. I don't have hair and makeup. A um, little bit more bitter than you might expect. Because if you looked at it and you smelled it, you would think New England IPA. And one of the things we know about New England IPAs, they tend not to have as much perceived bitterness it's mostly aromatics that trigger bitterness thoughts in your brain, but there isn't actually your bitter receptors in your mouth are not necessarily doing a lot of the heavy lifting. Now this beer, not as bitter as like a, a bone shaker, which is always where I go with that. And I love bone shaker. I am not criticizing. Just bone shaker has a lot of early hops in it and it's bitter. This isn't like that but it's more bitter than your typical New England IPA. So let's have another sip. Hmm. Yeah, it's settling into a really tropically piney thing with some berry notes. That's how I would describe it right now. Uh, also interesting mouthfeel. I'm not sure if they used biotransformation on this. And I think we talked about biotransformation uh, a while back. And I, I believe Jordan mentioned it last week. By the way, what a nap, eh? <sighs> I was tired for the rest of the week because that set me off for a week of not getting to bed on time. But that was a ton of fun. Ton of fun. Full disclosure, I do normally listen to the episodes after the fact. I've not listened to that yet because that's a long, long listen. Uh, but it's in the docket. I I'll get to it. Um, 
So also mainly when I'm listening, it's to see it's it's like self-criticism. And part of it is the audio quality. And also part of it is if I like what I'm saying and if I'm making any sense. Uh, so often I'm making copious notes all in my head. So they're gone by the time I get home. But I am making notes. They just go away. Maybe when I'm a senior citizen with a significantly damaged brain from all the times I've smashed it off the inside of my head, uh, suddenly those notes will come back and my nurse will say, shh, he's talking. And, and the people in the room will say, what's that, Papa? What are you saying? And I'll say, stop making excuses for not getting enough sleep or something like that. Wouldn't that be sweet? And they'd think I was talking to them. Actually, that could be kind of funny. Hmm. A guy can hope. We were talking about biotransformation. <laughs> and I'm not sure if it's been used in this because biotransformation gives a bit of a silkiness to the mouthfeel. And while there's a pleasing weight to the mouthfeel, it, it does not feel that way to me. Could be wrong. I'd say I'm not an expert. I mean, I'm not. Let's be honest. I'm a self-professed expert. I have no certifications. I wrote the book. I don't need your certification. See, I'm ready to be an old man. Anyway, uh, let's have another sip and think a bit more about this beer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Juicy. Bitter. Yeah, and creamy enough mouthfeel, but like, I'm not even convinced there's oats in this beer. And I'm not entirely sure if the can will tell us. But let's go to the can and see what it says. The can says, oh, brewed with oats. It's literally the first thing it says. And wheat. And hopped with galaxy, check. Sabro, check. And sultana. Interesting. Notes of tropical pineapple, peach candy, fresh coconut. That would be from the sabro. Hmm. The hints of pine and lemon citrus. Smooth, luscious body with minimal bitterness and, and an extravagant hop character. Minimal is a bit of a subjective word, but I would agree with that. I mean, in the grand scale of IPAs, it's still not particularly bitter. The flip to that is there are IPAs out there that are have, have even less perceived bitterness. Not clocking any of that coconut. Hmm. And I still claim that there's some berries in there, but it's delicious. I like it. I like it a lot. I got two IPAs from them. One was that, and the other was another one, and I've forgotten what it was, but it wasn't truth serum because I had that last time, so I didn't get that this time. It was also a double dry hopped uh, IPA. Um, it was more in the orange juice category for haze. And as I recall, it had less pininess, so. There you go. Now let's think about what we're going to eat with this. And you know what? I've already got an answer. If you follow me personally at Chris Schreier, S-C-H-R-Y-E-R, -E on Instagram, you'll have seen where I'm going with this pairing because yesterday, typically on a Sunday, we have Taco Sunday in our house. I know it's supposed to be Taco Tuesday, but we tried to explain that to our then three-year-old son, and he was having none of it. Hello, my darling. Um... So it became Taco Sunday. And we've done it ever since, 10 years down the line, with a few, you know, exceptions here and there. And this past Sunday was one of them because we had burritos on Saturday. 
and Graciela Quesadilla because she's basic. But uh, because of that, we weren't having tacos yesterday. So instead, we did sort of this Thai thing. But I kind of wanted to go sit on the beach and read a book for a while. So I didn't have the wherewithal to actually like barbecue sautés and skewer them and do that whole thing. So what I did is I marinated shrimp as if it was going to be sautés. But then instead, I pan fried it, which is very quick. And we had some sticky rice. And we had a nice uh, Thai-style quick pickle of uh, cucumbers, red peppers, and sweet onion with jalapenos. It was nice. Uh, and of course, peanut sauce and shrimp crackers. It was delightful. Now, I, yesterday, when I had that, had a mascot, Tropic Storm, which is a kettle sour of theirs with uh, pineapple and something else. And it worked real nice. It had a real Sauvignon Blanc kind of thing going with it, which was nice. Worked really well with the Thai food. But this is going to work really well, too, especially if you kick it up a little bit. So our shrimp uh, marinade was just coconut milk. Um, what's the yellow stuff called? Turmeric. Uh, a bit of garlic. We had just regular ginger. I know it should be galangal. But we didn't have any. I'm sorry. Ever since they closed TNT on Cherry Street, I've had limited access to good quality Asian ingredients within a, a, an easy bike ride of my house. Just saying. Not angry. Actually, no, I am. I mean, I'm really glad they're going to renaturalize the dawn. And unfortunately, TNT was sitting right in the floodplain. But uh, I do miss it dearly. As Jordan and I talked about last week, I almost forgot. Anyway, what was I saying? No gallon gold. So ginger, garlic, turmeric. I think that was it. Salt and pepper. Um, and, and obviously coconut milk. Delightful. But you could spice that up a bit. You could also... No, don't spice up the peanut sauce. That's stupid. That was a terrible idea. But you could really spice up that pickle. We had some jalapenos in it, but you could have put, like, Thai chilies in it or just red finger chilies or whatever, but something hotter than a jalapeno, and whoo-wee! Oh, and the other thing was, um, typically when we do it, you know, you put the fresh veggies in a bowl, you pour boiling water vinegar sugar mixture over it and then you just let that lightly cook it and lightly pickle it and then you pour all that off well because the kids were ostensibly going to eat it and I think Ben ate some um, we, we did the jalapenos in a separate bowl if you do them together then that, that jalapeno or the spiciness it gets in the vinegar and then it's on everything and then that's a spicy pickle and that's real nice anyway if you did all that this beer would even be better because as we always say good thing to keep up with spiciness is IPAs. And this one does have a bit of a bitterness that will help and tons of hop aromatics to really punch through. So uh, that's what you're going to want to do, if you ask me. And I guess one could argue you're listening to this, so you did. Uh, what else do we got? Um, I'm going to have another sip and then I'm going to give it some thought. I'm tired. I always say that, though. But today I'm tired because it was just a hot, tiring day. Not complaining, just saying. Took a lot out of me. Oh, and I upped my running exercises again this morning. So that was also tiring. <sighs> but I'm going to rugby practice tomorrow night. And fingers crossed, all of this training since January is really going to pay off. And I'm not going to be a complete embarrassment uh, to the the fellows who I will be practicing rugby with. Oh, look who rolled in. It's Ben Johnson. Uh, hey, Ben, by the way. I should, I, I should give you the same greeting as I give everyone. Hey, Ben. Um, so that's what I'm up to, and that's why I'm complaining about being tired. I always complain about it, 
but today I have really good reason. Uh, another sip, and then we'll talk politics. Mm-mm-mm. That is good. Uh, so, obviously, the big discussion, you know, right now. What, uh, what do we do with, uh, with Canada Day? It's a tough one. It is a tough one. Uh, one of the best explanations I heard... <laughs> ben, you can't ask funny questions on Instagram when I'm trying to say something serious. And do you mean these guns? Uh, ben asked if I had a license for these guns. Yes, I do. Uh, <laughs> back to the serious content, which is very serious. What does one do with Canada Day in light of all of these confirmations of what we've already been told... But now we believe because now it's not just indigenous people telling us this, but there are actual bodies that we can say, hey, look, we found some bodies. Found a lot of bodies, actually. Over a thousand at this point. Shocking. Terrible. What do we do with that? And one of the best analogies I heard was, look, you might be having a party, but if your neighbors are having a funeral, it would be in pretty poor taste to let off fireworks and celebrate outside. And if we want to be honest and true about being allies to indigenous people, we need to accept that, especially right now, many people in that community are in mourning again. As discussed on previous podcasts, indigenous people have been telling us thousands of children died at residential schools. The Truth and Reconciliation Report said at least... 4,000 passed away either in residential schools or trying to escape from residential schools, but that that was the number that they could figure out based on reporting and that it would almost certainly be higher. So discovering bodies shouldn't surprise anybody. It's shocking and terrible, but it shouldn't be surprising. But it does reopen old wounds it means that people who've been dealing with this for their whole lives, for the most part, are being very tangibly reminded of that. They're suffering that reality. So, I'm not saying we need to cancel Canada Day forever. I'm not saying we need to cancel Canada Day right now. I would just ask that everybody who wants to be a good neighbor to all of Canada... Take some time and consider how your celebration might impact people who are in genuine mourning right now, okay? So what does that mean? Do you still want to have a backyard barbecue with the people you love? Sure. Cool. Go ahead. The good news is there's no public fireworks right now anyway because of uh, pandemics. If you live where I live, there's been fireworks pretty much every night since the May 2-4, and there will certainly be a lot come Thursday. But consider if you're going to be the type of person who wants to light off fireworks when people who hopefully you claim to love and support are mourning the death of thousands of children, if that's an appropriate response. And I'm not going to make that decision for you. For me, that's an inappropriate response. Mind you, I don't light off fireworks anyway, so it's a moot point. Here's an idea, though. If you do want to just sort of have a normal Canada Day, but you'd like to do something else to add to it, to, to try and 
may, maybe make yourself better. We've talked about this on past podcasts, but maybe with the whole family, read out the 94 calls to action for the Truth and Reconciliation Commission. It's not that hard. It'll take you less than 10 minutes. It could be like gather the family around and read them out loud, pass them around, and each person can read one as you go around the circle and then talk about them. Wonder why so many that seem so simple haven't been acted upon and start to ask questions about how maybe you could influence the people who could then act upon them. That would be good. There's also a series of calls to action from the Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women and Girls report. Uh, That could be read, and that would be an appropriate, sensitive, uh, and and really meaningful thing that you could do, uh, especially, and and by the way, right now, I'm talking to people who are not Indigenous, and if you're Indigenous and listening to this, feel free to keep listening. I'm not... I'm not saying this is something you need to do. This is a lived experience. Um, but for people for whom it isn't a lived experience, these are good steps. Want to do something a little bit more? On July the 1st, Canada Day, in Toronto, if you are in, uh, if you are in the Toronto area, uh, we're doing a, a walk, uh, which is called the Every Child Matters Walk, to honor and support former students of residential school and the thousands of children who perished while attending Kamloops, Brandon, and Cowessis. So uh, you will meet at the Toronto Council Fire, which is at 439 Dundas Street at Parliament. That's in Regent Park. Uh, Meet there between 10 and 10.30 a.m. Then uh, there is a slow walk with a pause at Young and Dundas where there will be a round dance. The walk will continue to Bay. It will turn south on Bay. Uh, to Albert Street, where it will turn again and enter Nathan Phillips Square across from Albert Street. And uh, the idea is to arrive there by about noon. They ask that you please wear a mask and that you please socially distance. That would be a very real and tangible way to literally show up uh, to support Indigenous people. Wear an orange shirt if you have one, especially if it's a an orange shirt that was uh, purchased with proceeds going towards uh, Indigenous programming and supports. I wouldn't be surprised if you don't have one. If you show up, there will be an opportunity to buy one there. So uh, please consider doing that. If you are not in the Toronto area, I wouldn't be surprised if you find that there are other events like that going on in your community. It is Currently Monday, if you're watching live, at least Tuesday, if you're listening on on the podcast player, but certainly you probably have time to do a bit of research, and maybe that's part of what you want to do with your Canada Day. That said, it is meant to be horrendous weather. Guess what? That's not the end of the world. You might get wet. It happens. Happened to me on Friday. So I would encourage you to look up some of that. Similarly, I know of some breweries that are doing some fundraisers right off the top of my head. I know People's Pint posted that uh, while they won't be doing their usual Canada Day celebration, the patio will be open and uh, a portion of the proceeds from the sales on Canada Day are going to, I've forgotten exactly which charity, but it was to support people who've been in residential schools. So that would be a very good thing to do too. Find a brewery in your area that you can uh, enjoy their wares, enjoy some company, uh, but also know that some of what you're spending is going to support uh, Indigenous-led support. That'd be fantastic. Like I said, I'm not saying you have to cancel Canada Day. I'm just saying, in light of what we've been coming to terms with as a country, 
a celebration with no acknowledgement would be in terrible taste. Canada is maybe not a truly great nation yet. We, we certainly aren't doing well enough uh, for our indigenous uh, brothers and sisters. We certainly still have other problems uh, surrounding racism, sexism, transphobia, homophobia, etc. Um, but we're working. And uh, I, I'll be honest with you, as a Canadian, I'm often disappointed in a lot of things that happen in our country, but I still identify as Canadian and I'm proud to be a Canadian. I think that there are things that Canada has done that's worthy of being proud of. Part of that is our ability to be real about who we are, and that means maybe tempering what we do on Thursday, uh, being intentional about joining with Indigenous people, supporting them and their needs. That's maybe the most Canadian thing we could do right now. Also, say you're sorry. That's the most Canadian thing you can do. You don't necessarily have to walk up to an Indigenous person and say, I'm sorry. You could. It might feel a little performative, but you could do it. But through actions, through intention, you can say you're sorry, which again, most Canadian thing you can do. So think about that for Canada Day. Remember that it is a holiday, so I believe your LCBO and beer stores will be closed. The good news is most breweries will be open to purchase beer, and I would advise that you're buying your beer mainly from breweries right now anyway. So uh, not much changes there. Other than that, have a good week. Weird one, if you're like me, I have to not work on Thursday and then go back for a day on Friday. If you're in that boat, my hat's off to us. Uh, if you're just taking a cheeky extra day off on Friday and taking a four-day long weekend, oh, you're doing the right thing, and I, I respect that. Uh, other than that, take care of yourself. Take care of somebody else if you can. Uh, check out Rorschach Brewing once again. What do we have? Master status. Delightful. Citrusy. pineapple for sure. Piney, but not related to the pineapple. Uh, nicely bitter. Not full-on East Coast, but, like, very East Coasty, And just a really delightful beer. I'm still enjoying it. And other than that, you know the deal. I'll talk at you next Monday. Bye.